I would say it's the closest thing to a universal language uh-huh. that we that we have. still share. Yeah. Yes. I'm- like, did somebody tell all these owners mm-hmm. uh, what's going on? And and I say that specifically in jest, but also in reference to the last two years and the circus that it has been. The pandering is what should be mocked again and again and again mm-hmm. because of how uh, thin that bail is right. and just how cheap. It, it really feels. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you, I'm very cynical about this. There, Because there's so much money to be made in those yeah. kinds of conversations. Yeah. Man, it just seems so messy. Whoa, wait a minute. The news you just dropped on me is crazy. I need to put my computer down for this one. We need to talk about this. Welcome to Kingdom Thinking, everybody. I'm Hansel. This is Josh. And this is this breaking news to me. Uh, is really, I mean, it, it's caused a reaction. So okay. show me the video. All right. And then let's talk about this. Yeah, so I mean that was really interesting. When did this video come out? June twenty eighth. Okay, so just last day, uh, last week, yep. a few days ago. Um, this is really interesting to me for a few reasons. Uh, the NFL's platforms and postures throughout the last few years has been a, a topic of discussion in the media yeah. for a lot of people, and yeah. it is. I mean, it's getting pretty like circus like, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. And what I want to discuss with you is not only a reaction to this specific commercial, but the response that we have to corporations latching themselves on to ethical or moral issues and the suspicion or not, or credibility that we should adopt uh, based based on some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what was some of your initial reaction to this commercial? Yeah, I, I, I vacillate on this topic largely because I think it's good when somebody puts up a thing that says like hey we don't want kids to kill themselves okay. right so to be fair yeah to to them tell me right? about tell me about yeah, the end so, of the commercial so at the end of that commercial right it's one of the things that you're seeing a lot is like the incendiary rhetoric of like oh my god the nfl is transgender right like that's a big deal we should boycott them coming from kind of some of the more conservative voices right uh and yes they do make that statement but at the same time right at the end of that video they talk about how uh, students or teenagers who have at least one open and affirming parent, right, that reduces the suicide risk by 40% okay. for LGBT plus teens, right? Yeah. And uh, I think that's a big deal. I, yeah. I think that's I mean, an important thing. You don't, okay. you don't have to be, like, over the top, super excited about everything, right, to not want kids to kill themselves. Yes, there. And agreed. So, uh, I think just to kind of tip the scales of, of conversation. Yeah, just you're to like, now wait a minute. Yeah, it's just like, you know, we got to be a little bit careful about okay. how, we, how we just kind of run I mean, into here, that. Here's my first reaction, to be honest with you. Did somebody tell Jerry Jones about this commercial? Like, did somebody tell all these owners mm-hmm. uh, what's going on? And and I say that specifically in jest, but also in reference to the last two years and the circus that it has been with Colin Kaepernick with uh, kneeling or not for the flag, with coming out or not for the national anthem, um, and the responses to the George Floyd Mm -hmm. murder and Mm -hmm. everything thereafter with Black Lives Matter, it has been uh, 
incredible to me how loudly the silence, particularly of the owners and the front office of these teams, has the message that has been sent to the public about right. what they care about. Right. And so I'm just going to tell you I'm very cynical about this, meaning I, I'm maybe a better way to say it was suspicious. Mm-hmm. I'm suspicious that the owners and the megaphone that the commissioner is and their marketing team or whatever is simply not trying to protect their pockets. And where now your fan base isn't simply white conservative men, right? right? But your fan base is a lot more diverse or whatever. Uh, How convenient that now these commercials are are coming out and and this kind of thing. So push back a little bit. Where where do you feel like, okay, and where am I, what am I missing? Yeah, I I don't actually have too much of a pushback there. I find it uh, hard to reconcile those two things. I think somebody might say that it's a non sequitur conversation, right? The conversation around the flag is a different conversation Uh, entirely around LGBT issues, right? That's Uh, fair. And I think that's a, a fair point. But people in the LGBT community would also say that Hey, kneeling, you know, is a good thing, and you shouldn't come out for the national anthem, right? So people within those minority communities may not feel that those issues are necessarily it's as separate. Apples right? and oranges, maybe. It, well, it can be depending on which way you're looking okay. at. But if you're in those communities, you might see them as kind of like a two cards in the same hand, gotcha. right? You know, and, and so uh, I think there's some room uh, to be said there. Um, maybe the conversation of being charitable towards people okay. as they learn and grow, as markets change, uh, but you know. I like, I'm not going to be the guy who sits to try and defend like 32 old white guy billionaires. <laughs> it's like, that's not, you know, I like, look, I don't think being a billionaire makes you a bad person, right? Like I'm not that far over in that camp. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the idea is like, it feels a little bit weird. It feels a bit like an about face, yeah. right? From five years ago. Yes. Um, and like a, a rainbow on the NFL logo. Like who could have seen that coming? Yeah, I mean, it's been they've been doing that for a little bit now. It's not it's not like brand brand new. But okay. what I think is fascinating is like, uh, I find myself curious as to why there isn't greater celebration of stuff for more than just the month of June, right? Okay, okay. Uh, so there's that conversation. Yeah, I mean, we we have such a propensity to uh, compartmentalize and commercialize. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's money to be made at the at the end of the day on all of that stuff. Yeah, and I and, I, and I'm fine with that. I think I just that's just don't a driving pretend. factor. Yeah. Like, oh, look, like this is progress. And yeah. This is great. And the NFL's changed. That seems very naive to me. Now, so like, look, the roles are changing a little bit here, right? Sure. Usually, usually you're the the more, um, uh, what's the word? Um, kind of fired up about kind of stuff. Sure. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe we should be closer to center. I don't feel very close to center on this one. Yeah, that's fine. And that started to me, for me, uh, do you remember the Nike ad with Kaepernick? Yes. Uh, I What's the, what's the slogan? Uh, what does it stand for? Something even if it costs you everything? Yeah, something like, yeah, that. Something like that. And then they're like the memes, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. On everything yeah. <laughs> was great. But um, I think this is a larger conversation about corporate um, culture. Yeah, and exploiting how, movements. Right. Yeah. And how it exploits movements for money. Yeah. And we don't want to be naive about it, but I will say this. I don't think we have to say it's an all or nothing. Correct. So if you're saying in, in the same breath, oh, look, we're all for this, and we don't want LGBTQIA plus teens to kill themselves, we don't have to say it's all garbage. Correct. So fair. Talk to me a little bit more about, so how do we respond to this ethical dilemma where as, as Christians, we should have ethical convictions about things yeah. that are you know at least somewhat consistent, and we can disagree on convictions and stuff. Right, That's right, fine. right, right. 
But like, what's a fair analysis then? Yeah, I really struggle with the NFL and Nike and that kind of whole world specifically, right? Because, uh, you know, look, you're closing in on being like a whatever in the high hundreds of billions, almost near the trillion dollar valuation mark as a company, right? They're worth so much money. They generate so much capital. Uh, and, you know, you you talk to former NFL players, right? And some of them feel like it's exploitative labor, right? Like almost like modern day slave labor stuff. And some people would kind of push back against that and say like, you're making millions you're of dollars, millions. relax. Yeah. Uh, there. And, you know, but I mean, there's a voice from both sides because none of that money is ever really guaranteed if they get, you can get pulled cut. easily, right? Without anybody owing you anything. And I think what is particularly interesting about the NFL specifically over and against these other leagues, like the NBA, for example, is like the NFL to me feigns allyship while in reality maintaining a really tight grasp on mm. how their product is distributed. Okay, tell me more about that. So you look at the way that the NFL used to run. It used to be a uh, September through February kind of sport, right? right? And as they have decided to dominate the market more recently, they have moved things to position like themselves pre-season? as such, right? So preseason now goes back to August yeah. there, and then you have the training, training camp camps. stuff that happens in the summer, summer that now competes with the NBA deadline, right, that moves them – or I'm sorry, the NBA – trading deadline uh, opening when it happens in July, whatever that is, middle of July when uh, free agents can move in the NBA market now. Well, now NFL has become a year-round sport right. in America. And as they continue to dominate it's, it's that... Like a, it's like a national religion. Well, and they keep a tight hold on how the message gets delivered. And this is what I think is important. The NBA, players like LeBron James, have a massive stake and influence over the total uh, the totality of the league, its direction, where it goes, how things happen, right? Like, yes, they canceled part games of the last culture. year after the George Floyd murder, right? Yeah. Like during the Kenosha riots and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. canceled. That would never happen in the NFL. Okay, the NFL owners would never let a game be canceled there because there's so much money to be made in those yeah. kinds of conversations. And so, what I struggle with there is like it's the allyship when it's convenient mm. for the bottom line. Interesting. Because it's only through the lens that the owners and Roger Goodell yeah. allow it to be seen in. And that's what I really struggle with, right? And it's that's the same thing, same thing with Nike, right? It was just like, look, we're all in on the Kaepernick thing. We think he's great. We think he's awesome, blah, 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 blah. And then they've been linked to like forced labor of the Uyghur Muslims in China, <laughs> right, for their shoes. It's not good. There. Or them and Coca-Cola, yeah, them and Coca-Cola lobbied against a Xinjiang forced labor bill, right? They actually spent money to prevent <laughs> a bill passing through the house so that way, like, it's it's insane <laughs> to me the, the moral and ethical disconnect yeah. that these companies have. Yeah. And so I agree with you in the hypercritical tone that you're Kinda taking like with this stuff. Reaction. Because... It's so right in front of your face there. But on the other side of that, Nike and the NFL are culture and trendsetters in this country, right? And so in one breath, right, they will, like, pat Kaepernick on the back and say you're awesome and do great stuff and then, like, exploit Muslims in a developing world for their shoes. But in America, that does move the needle forward in some direction, right? Like crazy to so, fathom. So there's a mixture of those things where it is very condemnable, and it should be condemned loudly and vociferously without a doubt. But at the same time, they are moving the cultural needle forward in terms of inclusivity, being a little bit more open to stuff, that, because <laughs> without them, mm. right? Like sports is the de facto culture change in American society, right? It's like, I would say it's the closest thing to a universal language uh-huh, that we That we have. still share, yeah. Yes. 
I mean, you look at, I mean, Jackie Robinson is a great example of yes. this, right? Like breaking the color barrier there. Yeah. Or in the 30s when, who was it, the world heavyweight uh, boxing champion there. Uh, I'm, well, I'm thinking of Jesse Owens. There. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. I mean, Jesse Owens, sure. Even in World 40s? War II. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, right, so those, so these black athletes did amazing things, right? right? And they moved the needle that forward on racial relations. That was directly linked to the social situation, yeah. civil rights, yeah. and even before that. Yeah, and, and so, and then certainly, like, the church comes up behind that, right, with Martin Luther King Jr. and leaders from, from that community. And, and so, sports plays a crucial role in this. So the question that I am very concerned with is, like, is it a sword or a weapon? How much or of the, like, well, how much of the of the BS yeah. do we tolerate for the sake of actual progress that's occurring on the other side, right? Like yeah. how much of that is genuine crap versus like, hey, there's some good stuff coming out of this, right? Do you throw the baby out with the bathwater? I mean, it, it's the age-old question of whether or not the ends justify the means, right? In that yeah. kind of conversation. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, I think what makes it m- the most confusing to me is the the good that's happening here is on the backs of the horrific things happening to the laborers in yeah. other countries, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, it just seems so messy. Right, and, and, and in the same breath, we'll critique holidays like July 4th, right, because it's like we came to this land and we stole it and it was terrible in the way that we treated Native Americans and things like that. And that's true, right? But there has been a lot of good that has come out of America, right? Like America has helped lift the world out of poverty and, and great things have happened as a result yeah. of that. And, and so this is not a new question, right? Gotcha. Like this is an this is a, as old as time is, as old as humanity is itself really right. in this kind of thing. But it's like when a corporation like the NFL, like Nike, like Apple, whatever it is, right, throws the Pride logo into their banner, right, on LinkedIn, everything went gay for the month of June, right? Like everything was Pride, everything was this, everything was great. And then on July 1st, everything disappears. Yeah. There it just goes it's like okay, on to the next branding thing, mm. right? Like it, it's taken movements and it's turned into brand strategy. stuff. Right. They're over instead of like deeply entrenching itself or dude, it's like even uh you know, for Disney Plus for a while, for Netflix it was like, "Hey, find out, you know, more about like the black su- creators." The suggestions? Yeah. yeah. And it was like, "This is great." And then it like disappeared in April. It did. There, and so I just don't know where to put that emotionally. Huh. It, it tosses and turns yeah, me in yeah, a way yeah. that just gets me super fired up. So it's like the question that we have to answer is, what's the threshold? Yeah, what do we take? In, in, I mean, in this? I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. I mean, I watch football. Mm-hmm. I like football. I have friends who boycotted the NFL. Sure. And their conviction was, I will not consume uh, the product because of where it's coming from. Yeah. And you know what's hilarious about that? No one cares. No one cares about those people who boycotted because the viewers rating the ratings just continue to grow. Yeah. There, so it's like you can take this principled stance on your own as a person. Yeah. And that makes a difference in your world and maybe the immediate world around you. Yeah. But it does. It's a drop in the ocean. Right. right? It doesn't affect their bottom line. Not even a little. Bit. Um, now, I, I respect somebody who will take that principle. Sure. Because it's not just about the pragmatic effect, right? It's about being true to doing what you say. Yeah. You believe now. In in the deepest, darkest, worst feelings I had about the NFL, I I didn't stop watching games. Sure, like NFL games are exciting mm-hmm. for the uh, for the most part. They put out um, a great unless product. You're watching. They put out a spectacular. My Raiders product. lose to the Broncos and Chiefs and Chargers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Um, so I don't know, because I, I think the question is on both a personal level. Does that mean I should stop watching games if I really feel this way? Sure. How can a society stand up against? the 
latching of the values. Yeah, by the exploitation, right? right? So how how would you do that? Yeah, I think there's a couple of ways to have a real conversation about this one. The the first one is by not by leaders of movements not jumping into bed with corporations, right? And this is a hard one there. So I I think about uh, the Raiders player who came out as gay, mm-hmm. right, during the month uh, of June and was so innocuous in the way that he announced yeah. it right on his Instagram. Like it wasn't this fanfare. It wasn't this, yeah. it wasn't this over the top. It wasn't this look at me. It was in his backyard, right? And, yeah, in Pennsylvania or something like that. Yeah. And my thought is he's going to get to training camp and people are going to be like, what's up, dude? And I think the ultimate question of the majority of those guys are going to be concerned with are like, how good are you at your job, right? Can we trust you as a tight end to yeah. go catch a ball when we're third and seven and we need to cross the sticks or how well are you going to protect two. Derek Carr, right? Oh, what is he? What is Carr making a year now? Like twenty five million a year, it's something not, like that. I don't know. Right, and so it's like, how well are you going to protect that guy? Right, and that to me is far more effective hmm. for normalizing a conversation than like megaphone brand awareness hmm. that something like the NFL does. So here's my next question. A tangent that I see to that is, how do you think? we can view and caution against or use as a tool that kind of influence and market dominance as the church and the people Mm -hmm. who are the ambassadors of the gospel and to not view the gospel as a product we sell or market or brand, but as a truth that we want to influence people. Yeah, I don't know that it comes from a top-down perspective right the nfl is a top-down approach yeah, of course there. of course so uh, I, I again i'm talking about a tangent right yeah i'm yeah, not saying yeah. this is a one-to-one no no so i i think it's got to be the opposite play okay of how you would try and do that if you were trying to use the nfl right i think it's got to come from bottom up gotcha there. gotcha so you would say if i don't know for church leadership church planting uh or just regular christians who are thinking like this is interesting look at this strategy right it's got all these you know flaws limitations or whatever and yet it's got some level of effectiveness yeah. to move either cultural awareness or these kinds of things. Well, I mean, think about just the way that we make fun of the NFL all the time yeah. for this stuff, right? They get roasted all the time. Like Goodell is a clown. Everybody, on, on many shirts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a barstool sports thing, right? Uh, and so it's like this dude has just been harangued there by his inability to like handle and he bobbled all of these PR nightmares, right? right? And so if... I think you'll see that the Raiders player will do more to move that conversation forward than somebody like Roger Goodell would, mm. right? And so I think for the church, right, to answer that telling. question specifically, it's like the church just lives. Mm. The church just lives it out normally because the NFL deserves to be made fun of, right? Like Nike deserves to be made fun of on these conversations there. Not because what they're doing is so atrocious, right? Like it's not bad to not want kids to kill themselves. Like that's a good thing, regardless of where you stand on that issue of homosexuality. Like Jesus doesn't want kids to die in any way, shape, or form. And But the pandering, right? The pandering is what should be mocked again and again and again mm-hmm. because of how uh, thin that veil is right. and just how cheap right. it, it really feels, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and the same thing will happen to Christians there if we try and, like, mm. be cool or out-compete Hollywood or whatever it is. It's like, right, dude, right, right, right. like, we're not, I, you know, at least from the church level, yeah, right? Like, yeah. you know, this... You're not going to win. And never, never. Because yeah. it's like, I, you know, so I think about, for me as a speaker, right? I preach regularly in our main service. I put on events. Yeah. There. I do a bunch of are things. You, are you trying to be there. hip? Dude, I couldn't be if I wanted to, first of all, but that's yeah. because of me. But, like, even other cool pastors, right? Like, 
evangelicals fall into this trap all the time yeah. of worshiping these megachurch celebrity pastors. Yeah. And then when something goes wrong, it's like, oh my God, like the whole kingdom of Christendom has tumbled, right? When a pastor falls or commits a yeah. you know, sin or whatever it is. Yeah. And so it's like we get made fun of on Instagram memes in the same way that the NFL mm. has Instagram memes made about it there. And so living things authentically yeah. will go a much farther way yeah. than simple pandering, right? Regardless of if you're the NFL or if you're the church or whatever. You I know, like what, it. Whatever situation I, I think I can yourself. agree. I, I agree with that. What do you guys think? Leave us a comment. Fair or unfair? What do you think of this response to that NFL commercial? And do you think we can learn as Christians and the church of how to model some of the truths of the gospel in society so as to uh, gain some of these benefits and learn, but also not fall into these traps? Mm -hmm. uh, we'll catch you guys next time on Kingdom Thinking. Make sure to tell us what you think and check us out on the app.